Hello, friends, and welcome to today's episode where I am going to be interviewing Michelle. I am so excited to have her on the show today. I know she is going to share some amazing experiences as she has been homeschooling her two out of three kids. She has a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old, and I am so excited to have her on today so she can go ahead and share everything that she has been doing, and I know that you are going to enjoy this episode as much as I am going to enjoy interviewing her. So let's get to it. Hi friends, are you ready to homeschool but you're just not sure how to begin? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind? Are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule and embrace a completely different approach? Do you find that your child is exhausted from those long days at school, followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings again. How about instilling a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child? Witness their true passions unfold as you go on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun. And let's hey get there, Michelle, ready to homeschool. take us through the ins and outs of your journey into homeschooling. I am. Thank you, Don, for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So let's um, first get started on why are you ultimately wanting to homeschool? What was your initial reason? Oh, it's interesting. I come from family. It's three of us girls and my mom was a single mama. So I grew up around an entrepreneur, hardworking mom. Never thought I'd ever homeschool. I'm like, no, there's no... At that time also, it was kind of the homeschoolers were the interesting ones in the field and the families. Mm -hmm. Then I moved to back to LA where I was born and from Miami. And there, most of my church, the kids were homeschooled and I started observing. I'm like, this is really interesting, but I still want my own business. How am I going to do this? Or do I even want to do this? And for most of that time of me exploring, I was single. I wasn't even dating my husband at that time, but I had a conviction of wanting to study and researching everything that I want to bring to the table to my marriage so that I'm not researching at the last minute. Like, <laughs> oh, I got kids. What am I going to do? So I started asking around families that I respected, that I saw homeschooling. And, you know, a lot of them were home house moms. I'm like, that's great. You have the time, but I want my business. And I started seeing different children and their life. First off that I noticed were kids who would look at you in the eyes, teenagers or preteens who could actually have very clear conversation and respect to someone older. And I was like, that's pretty impressive. The other kids that I knew were going to school were only speaking with their peers. They'd be embarrassed to speak with adults. Another thing I had noticed was this one young man who he already knew what he wanted to do with his life. He had the freedom through homeschooling to participate in mentorship with Hollywood directors that happens during the day when kids are usually in school. Well, because he was able to do that during the day, he had the flexibility to do homeschool at night 
and he got accepted into UCLA, which is oh, wow. very yeah. rare into. So I started seeing him like, how cool a kid mm-hmm. who, what if I have a child who knows what they want to do? Like I did. And I was trapped in school and I want to get out. I had senioritis in 10th grade. I'm like, get me <laughs> out of here. I want to do things. And so those were little things I saw, but it still didn't convince me until I spoke to this mom who had three boys. And she said the first older son she put into school, he was, he was good to go like normal kids grew up into like second grade. When the second child went into school, it was kindergarten. They, she dropped them off. He had a tantrum, like full on blown. Don't leave me mom screaming and crying. And she said, it just hit me. He, I'm not supposed to let go of him. He needs me he needs me to guide him, to help him to be there. And then I'm a history junkie. So all these things started coming back into my head of like the way it was back then. This mm-hmm. was the most crucial time period for kids was to be with mom. And then around 11, 12, 13 was you go with dad, you or an apprentice and you are learning. You've already taken away that window. I'm afraid mom is my safety. Now it's, I'm a little older. So time to explore the world in my safety realm, but daddy's going to teach me how to be brave and do something. Mm -hmm. And just thinking of that's how culture was. And the olders were with the youngers, which created responsibility. The youngers saw the olders, which made them look up to someone versus the same peers teaching each other as they get older. So those type of things was like, those were what I was observing. And then when she said that, I was like, that was my conviction of if I choose to bring a child into this world, I need to be there to make sure they know what safety is and give them those those boundary lines of here's good, here's bad, I'm here. I will mm-hmm. let you test over those lines in a safe in my safe world. And you know, when the time is right, I give them that freedom to learn and grow. But I think that was my my initial reason point. for it. That's yeah. really awesome because a lot of us don't even think about it. When you have kids, you send them off in kindergarten and they are kicking and screaming. And we, and parents just are like, well, this is what you do. This is where you need to go. And this is how it's going to happen. And that does break sometimes trust with the mom and the kid having to go to school every day and do things that do, the child doesn't want to do. And so having the chance to observe and do all these fun things when you're not going to school from kindergarten to 12th grade, all the things that a child gets to do is so unique and different to each and every child than going and sitting in a classroom from K to 12. I totally get that. I love that. I love hearing stories like that. When you first started homeschooling, what was your biggest struggle? Not knowing all that was out there. (laughs) I went to a homeschool convention. Funny enough, before we even homeschooled, my husband and I were looking into creating one of our businesses, engaging with the homeschool community through theater. And so we were doing a lot of research of charters, homeschool. And then when we went to the convention, we were actually trying to get ideas of what would we do? And then we kind of just made a list of what we wanted that were priorities and then tried to figure out. And I, I, I don't think I still know if there's a structure specifically that I'm doing. I just know I'm seeing my children thrive, learn and love learning. And I think I'm doing something well if they're always grabbing a book and they want to be reading books. You, you definitely are. And, and when you go to one of those homeschooling conventions, they are very overwhelming. They are huge and you don't know where to start. But the good news is because they are so big, you know, a lot of people are doing it and you know, a lot of resources are out there and you don't have to know everything, every curriculum, and you learn as you grow. If you do your first year, you might choose this one curriculum 
And then as you go through your year, you might hear a friend say, Hey, I do this one. This one's better. And then you do that one and you just change and you learn and you grow and you get inspired to try and do different curriculums. So yeah, it's fun like that. You get to kind of grow and challenge and see what works and what doesn't. I love it. So, so what is your biggest struggle right now? What would you say would be your biggest struggle homeschooling? The biggest struggle I would say is my son is six years old. My daughter's four. She technically isn't officially schooling because she's not even aged for kindergarten, but he's so advanced. It's trying to figure out what's normal. (laughs) So she, I think two to three years old, he already knew numbers and letters and she's four and doesn't fully do the alphabet. And that I would say is my struggle. But I think what's helped me is immediately thinking is like, you know, when you're an adult, they don't ask you how old you were when you read. They don't ask you how old you were when you were potty trained. Like these are things that when the kid gets it, they'll get it. And it's okay. It's their individual journey. Right. And for your son to actually be helping your daughter, that's amazing because that also builds sibling love and different things like that. So, I mean, it's okay. And we can never compare the two because one could be you know, way advanced and the other could not be, but it doesn't mean anything. It just means that's the way they're learning. Two of my kids, they didn't walk till they were 18 months. They're completely fine now. And back when they weren't walking, it's like everyone else is walking, but it's okay. They're, they're running and they're kicking and screaming now. Yeah. So now, now you want to throw them on the floor to stop running. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know why it took them forever, but it's just what it is. And we can't compare because it doesn't, it, it doesn't mean anything whether a six-year-old can read, whether a four-year-old can read. At the end of the day, we want to raise healthy human beings. And Mm -hmm. however, their level of comprehension comes is just what it is, right? And I think that's the beauty of homeschooling is they don't have to take a test. They don't have to be grade level. They can be who they are when they want to be and follow their passions. That's great. Okay. What values do you most want to instill in your children? I always love hearing about these. This is like one of my favorite questions. I think, especially after seeing what's going on with this generation of kids, I think the biggest thing on my heart is building character and integrity. Reading and writing, yes, get the basics. Honestly, there are so many jobs out there, so many opportunities, entrepreneurship, problem solving, if I'm teaching them how to critically think. But if they're doing all of this and they do not have character and integrity, I have failed as a mom. Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to love people of all backgrounds, of all ages, of all life, chapters of life. And the rest will take care of itself, but to be Have a good character. That is so true because you can have a room full of intelligent people, but if they are not love one another and kind to one another, then what does it matter? So I hear a lot, this is very common among homeschoolers where they really want the integrity of the character, their spirituality or whatever it is to come actually before academics. The academics will come later on if they want to grow up and decide to go to college and become a doctor and engineer, getting straight A's in third grade isn't what's going to make it. Having a good character and integrity. Oh, that's so important. And then they can always learn later yeah. on. If they well, you could, get a, you could get a job and not know how to do the job, but they'll hire you because you have shown you are hungry, you are coachable, you yes. have integrity, so true. you're honorable. And then they'll be happily welcoming you into the business to like, I'll train you. You, yeah. you show up on time. You, you actually care about. So for me, it all loyalty. Kind of that's inc- exactly. That's a big thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. We all want values in our children. So how do you feel like you're doing that 
every day? What do you, what are you doing to actually incorporate those values into your daily life? So one of our favorite verses in the Bible that we're using with our children, whether you're a Christian or not, it doesn't matter. These are great values that any human being could carry, which is the fruits of the spirit. Be kind, gentle, have self-control, be trustworthy, gentle. So we actually go through this with our children. If I see them misbehaving, I will stop them. And instead of reacting, I practice self-control and I take, I'm learning as I'm teaching them. And so I'll take them for a moment. I'm like, okay, what fruit of the spirit are we not practicing? Oh, okay. So you could have practiced self-control, patience, and Mm -hmm. kindness, right? And then the other one will be like, yeah, mommy, I could have been gentle. I'm like, okay. So I want those in their minds on a constant. So they see there's character we're building. And when you are not following it, there becomes arguments, issues, and you see there is a cause and effect. You act this way, there's a consequence. And so we bring that into the table with schoolwork, playtime, Whatever we're doing, we make sure we're not just, okay, they're going to figure this out. It's like, let's stop and let's actually address it now so it's not going to build up in the future in their friendship. Another thing I do tell my children is this is your best friend in life. You are going to have each other for life. I need you to look at each other with love. Her strength is your weakness. Your strength is her weakness. You need each other to sharpen each other and you'll always have each other's back. So I think with that, I'm also instilling that love in them. That's like Mm -hmm. love each other, never hate. You guys need each other for life because when the whole world, if it ever goes against you, you have each other. And that is so important. Yeah. It's 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 the fruits. My mom did that with us. And it's so much better to educate the children doing that instead of fear and discipline, because it's so easy when the siblings fight to then just say, go to your room or do this and just to explain it and then be done and then move on. They don't need a repercussion or a discipline for every action. It makes us not get frustrated and it makes the whole day nice. Just keep it very, very love and caring about each other. Yeah, that's so great. All right. So let's talk about you, mom. Tell us a little bit about yourself and were you homeschooled? Uh, where'd you go to school? Are you working and homeschooling? Oh yeah. (laughs) You are. Yes. (laughs) I'm doing everything. And it's funny because my, my sisters have actually, all of us have decided to homeschool. So we all have different chapters of our life of, are we working? Are we homeschooling? And how do we all do it in different ways? So I have been married now for nine years. I married my best friend, which has been amazing. I've gone to 10 different schools growing up. So I think I have a little window and insight of all the schools that are out there from public, private, small, big, you name it. But there was one that actually, uh, when I was looking for curriculum, because my husband and I decided we wanted to homeschool the kids in Spanish. It was an actual curriculum that I did in junior high. Uh, It's called Ace Pace Program Ministry. And I found out they had it completely in Spanish. So that wow. I had a little window of that knowledge that I brought into for the kids. But yeah, I was born in LA, grew up in Miami, moved back to LA because I knew my husband was going to be in LA and I needed to Aww. find him there. <laughs> After high school, I did a community college. I did English, writing, history, because those are things I actually love learning. And then I did musical theater. I did some construction stuff, some other art stuff. And I just, I picked and chose what I 
wanted to learn. I didn't want to be in debt for a degree that I wasn't going to use. And I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. So learning business from someone at school that doesn't own a business, I'm like, mm, kind of productive. Yeah. Um, so, but I ended up getting a degree years later after getting married and having my first son. My older sister was working at Full Sail University and they offered her a free degree. She's like, I already got my master's, don't need anything more. And randomly, they're like, give it to a sibling. And so she gave it to me. So I took it. I'm like, you know, I've been doing graphic design already. This will force me to put a portfolio together and I'm not going to be in debt. Let's do it. I used a degree actually to build my business. So every course I took for the graphic design, I was actually mm -hmm. building my business through it. And then my husband, he was in the entertainment industry back in LA and still is. We kind of put him on hiatus because three kids, I'm like, I need you at home, please, for a moment. <laughs> just a little moment. Just a little moment. But he just launched his mobile coffee, oh, mobile espresso bar business. So something he's passionate about, loves doing. And so. Yum. That sounds like a great passion. It is. It's it's a catering service going to parties. So yep. in our home. How great we, is that? We created businesses that allow us to be home and tag team so that it never keeps us in a nine to five, uh, mm -hmm. never keeps us trapped. So there's always someone with the kids and we love it. It's, it's worked out for us. It's never been, how do you run a business and have the homeschooling and do this? It's like, well, the kids, sometimes they come to It's life. It's just, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down backwards, forwards. Yeah. And there's nor what is considered normal. You, we're trying not to do the normal. So yeah. was yeah. your husband always on board with homeschooling? I mentioned earlier that I did all my research before even dating. Yes. So by the time we were dating, it was like weaseled in, like little <laughs> conversations of like, look at how these kids are homeschooled. <laughs> by the time we were married, it was a little more like, hey, I think I really want to do this. I already knew I wanted to do this. I was just prepping his. And then I think because he was so invested in building the business we were doing with homeschoolers, and we both served a lot in the teen ministry and preteen ministry in our in our church, mm -hmm. he saw the value of those that were being homeschooled and the what the kids that were going to school were lacking and missing out on. So he was definitely after that on board. He's like, yep, this is what we're doing. And we don't know how, but we're going to do it. We'll, and you're we'll like, yes. Out. Oh, I totally, because he's so yeah. smart. So he's like, he's nailed the science and the vocabulary, the words. He's like a full on walking dictionary. Oh, well. that's so great. I, I make that joke. I'm like, anytime I say a word and he's like, what'd you say, babe? I'm like, stop it. You're the walking dictionary and I speak two <laughs> languages. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So it seems like your kids throughout the day, they have you home, they have your dad home, but then also what are they in any activities at night to kind of cap off their days? Well, it's funny because Nighttime may be homeschooling or daytime may be homeschooling, yeah. depending how the day is. I do take the kids. If my husband's working, I'll take them shopping with me for when I'm shopping for clients. Oh, I'm an interior designer. <laughs> I don't think I mentioned that. But so I, the kids will come. They'll sometimes come with me on an appointment and I've trained them to be respectful and patient during those times. But at nighttime, we do have church groups. We do have a few co-ops, which co-ops sometimes for us are not really organized. They're more of a, hey, we're going to go to the park. Do you want to meet us to the at the park? And then while we're at the park and we're playing and they see an animal, we'll talk about the animal. We make it very organic, like what's going on? What is, look at the surroundings and asking a lot of questions and getting them to think, look at how beautiful the sunset is. Mm -hmm. Look at all these colors and oh, they change. That's great. Yeah. And, 
So we, we make them see things. But the other activities we're a part of, the kids are in soccer, my daughter's in ballet, and my son's in piano. So both of them, the soccer obviously teaches you teamwork. And then ballet teaches my daughter that, hey, discipline, if you look bad, you yes. alone look bad. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and so it's like, <laughs> listen, shape up because this isn't something you could just get away with if you don't like hold, pull yourself together. And then same with piano, my son, if he doesn't put himself into the practice and, you know, he starts seeing cause and effect. If he doesn't do it, he, it looks foolish, which is okay. Um, and I, I He's welcome learning. The, yeah. Yeah. I welcome failure. Perfect. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I, I, I welcome failure. I'm like, yes. please fail so that you learn success, like, and own it. It's exciting as long as you learned from it. Yes. Exactly. Oh, such great, great things you're saying there, Michelle. So that actually puts us right into our next question. So what is your kids morning routines? What's how does your day look like getting started in the morning? So I will say my sister kind of laughs at me. The most structure that I get in the day is my morning routine, like full on, like we do not start anything unless you do this, which is they wake up, get dressed, brush their teeth. I'm like, I will not give you breakfast if you're wandering around the house, still in your pajamas. I don't care if we're doing homeschool. I need you to learn that the day starts and we start. So they have to do that morning routine. Then they get breakfast, their vitamins, and then we start our day. So after that, very consistent, all of us do that. We fix our beds, tidy up a little bit of the room. Then usually the thing that's the most consistent is we grab a book and we go to the living room and we start our day after breakfast, just sitting, reading a book and everyone quiet in their corner. That I would say is the most consistent. Otherwise it's, let's see what today holds. And it's usually planned the day before. So it's not completely right. spontaneous, but. Hey, if your kids got the love of reading, you're, you're definitely ahead of the game right there. That's great. But it, it works out. Yeah. And so what curriculum are you using? So they start, they read, there's some like quiet time. So you you mentioned uh, Ace Ministries, anything else? So my sister says I do Charlotte Mason and I don't know what Charlotte Mason is, but I was trying to research She and I, she went to this conference. I'm like, oh, I want to go. I want to learn. She goes, Michelle, you know how to do it. You've been doing it. It's organic for you. I'm like, okay, can you explain? So she didn't really explain, but apparently it's very organic in the moment learning through stories, learning through reasoning and making you think through things, which that's the way my husband and I are naturally. And we read, we discuss things. We despise gossip. So part of our character is let's discuss things thoroughly so we could figure out where we land and call each other out if this becomes gossip so that we kind of figure out, okay, this is this is our truth. This is what we're saying. And let's take care of it. So we've kind of just implemented with the kids as well. It's like, okay, so this yeah. is what's happening. And you know, what do you guys think? What, what would have been a better choice? Like that was a good choice, but is there something that could have been better? Right. And then right. It's such a great way. Second problems. level thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So what's your morning routine? 
my morning routine? Yes, what's your morning routine? Okay, I'll tell you what I would love to. Okay, what's your ultimate? What is the ultimate morning routine? I read if like we didn't have the kids that like if the kids were off reading and we had thirty minutes by ourselves. What is the ultimate? I admire the women I'd who wash wake my up at five a.m. Twenty minutes yes. of that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so I actually am huge. I, I like my bathroom routine of like the creams, the yes. wash, the rinse, everything. The seven different creams. Yes, the ice. yes, it's so. Take good. care of my I skin. Love it. I love it. Yes. Get dressed, everything. So I ideally, I see these women that wake up at five a.m. I'm like, how do you do it? I just don't want to. And you <laughs> like, don't have to, and that's I the beauty. Don't. It is. It really. We don't is. have to I, rush anybody off to school. We could just stay home and do yeah. whatever we want. Yeah. But ideally, no. My morning routine. I wake up. I do the same thing the kids do. It's first thing is brush your teeth, get dressed. I love to fix my bed. I feel like a messy bed kind of messes with my brain. I have a messy brain if my bed is right, messy. Right. So let's fix that bed. I do my creams. I get dressed for the day. And the way you get dressed in the day determines the attitude and the mood you're going to take and the success you'll have for the day. So if I'm in my sweats, you better believe I'm going to be working construction. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to get dirty and expect to get dirty. But if I've already put my jeans and my nice shirts on, I'm you feel I'm good. Gonna pull, yeah. I'm going to pull my heels out. I'm going to pull the entrepreneurial mom out. And I'm like, babies, we got plans today. We're doing like all this. And so, so my morning routine is important. My husband, while I'm doing my morning routine, gets the coffee running for me, which he's the coffee guy. So I get like premium oh, drip. That is like, that is like <laughs> heaven. I'm, I would love someone to make me just like a fresh mocha lavender latte or something. And- oh, he does the lavender latte. It's so it. good. I love it. Oh, and was- if he's not here, I don't get my coffee. I'm like, uh-uh, babe, I'm not doing coffee. You're not coffee. even going to here. Yeah. I'm not. It's a failure. But no, he'll do the coffee and then we both grab our coffee, sit in the living room and we'll have our quiet time, whether we're reading from the Bible, one of our books that our mentors recommend us or, you know, it's just, yeah. or. And your kids get to see that. Reading. Your kids get to yeah. see a relaxed, relaxed morning. morning. And where yeah. you guys are gathering your thoughts instead of just rushing around. You know, my son went to public school up until the middle of second grade. And he, every morning, he just didn't want to go to school. And every morning was just rush, rush chaos. And I'm like, that, like, I don't like this. I really don't like this. And I really going to have to do this for another 15 years. I don't like yeah. it. And that's really why I wanted homeschool. And plus he was sent home one day and the teacher said he asked way too many questions. That's when I pulled him out. I'm like, that's okay. That's the whole point. I know. That's I know. age. Yep. He was in second grade. I, I pulled him out. It was around this time. It was like right before Valentine's day. And it was like, well, I have half year left. We'll see. And it was just the best thing ever. And we mm-hmm. never went back and he's in eighth grade now and I wouldn't trade it for anything. So yeah, it's great for the kids to see how we live and how we are. And uh, yeah, I just love that. Okay. So we have the morning routine. What about the evening routine? Cause then we do our day and I know sports, you know, sometimes people could have five days a week, four days a week, but like maybe after the kids get home from sports, like, what do you think that routine looks or what is that? What do you want the routine to look like? But what actually maybe happens? <laughs> maybe we can have like a actual and what, yeah, because sometimes it doesn't always, they're tired. You know, you wanted them to get something done. They don't want to, and it, it's okay. We'll just do it tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Well, I will definitely say my husband is a team. Like we are a team marriage. We love partnering. He'll do dinner. I mean, honestly, since COVID, thank you, COVID. My (laughs) husband's become the cook of the house. It became his like therapy and relaxing time. So I'm like, I have not cooked since COVID. That is amazing. I don't even think my husband knows where the pots and pans are. 
No, but he totally, he likes science. So cooking is science. Yes, it and is. So he's, he's totally ran with it. I'm like, I bought him a cookbook for Christmas. I'm like, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> more ideas for you. That is awesome. I love it. And I love so it. He, so he'll do the cooking by cooking, like by him prepping dinner time. I'm already like done with the schooling. Maybe we'll do an educational video that they could watch some TV time while I'm doing some work on the computer or go outside or play with your toys or clean up. Like I don't expect them by dinner, like by the time my husband's prepping dinner to do anything but be a kid. Yes. But they'll have yeah. plenty of time to work when they're adults. I want them to be creative, to explore, to enjoy. All the toys they have are things that force them to be creative, whether building blocks or paint or, mm -hmm. you know, get creative, do something. Yeah, yeah do something. Or so not. That, if they just want to kind of lay down. Chill, lounge. Chill. Yeah. I, my friend called it creative loafing when they just want to do nothing. It's not laziness. Yeah. It's just relaxing and enjoying the moment. We all need that. As parents, we need it. Why wouldn't we think our kids want it as well? Yeah. But, and my son plays piano sporadically, so... That becomes fun. They sing and dance all around the yeah. house. <laughs> Look at this. You're raising great little humans. So I know all day when the kids are home and we have a day where we're home all day, every 20 minutes they're hungry. And obviously they're not hungry. They're just wanting a snack because it's there. And ah, oh, so how do you feed the kids throughout the day so they're not sugared up all day, but they're having fun with their food? Okay, this has been my issue. <laughs> my daughter, since the moment you're like, I can homeschool no problem, but feeding yes. them, that's a whole different issue. Well, it, we get so focused. If it, if no kids were in the home, my husband and I would probably only drink coffee and forget to eat ah. because we get so consumed in our routine of, oh, we got this. And we get excited for our business or what whatever project or task we're in, we get so engaged mm -hmm. in it that... It's like, oh my gosh, it's lunchtime and we totally forgot. So we have to look at the clock on a constant to remember we have littles, they need to eat. Although my daughter reminds me almost every minute. So she, I say, since the moment she was born is a bottomless pit. She can mm -hmm. eat a full Cuban dish plate where, you know, they serve you so much that you don't see the plate. And then right after the last bite, mommy, I'm hungry. I'm like, you're not hungry. You want munchies. <laughs> yeah. so, or they'll say, what's for dinner? What's for lunch? Like right as they're still eating the previous uh, meal. No, I, I'm at the <laughs> stage of I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry on a repeat. I'm yeah. like, oh, my Lord. Yeah. Uh, so no, what we've done is. And how old are your kids? Did we, you have a six-year-old, a four-year-old and a one-year-old? And year -old. a one-year-old, okay. yes. Yeah. So what we've done is breakfast is right. Like breakfast, we don't have a, a specific time because it all depends on them. If they do not brush their teeth and get dressed, they may be eating breakfast at 10, sometimes 8 a.m. It depends. Hey, I'm not giving you food if your teeth have not been brushed. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> you're, you're eating your germs. That's yeah. disgusting. So after between breakfast and lunch, and lunch is always at 12, 1230 latest, there's always a snack. And we always start with a fruit, start with a fruit or a vegetable. So it's either carrots, celery, oranges, apples, mm -hmm. you know, such a great idea. There. First and eat that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you might not be hungry afterwards. And you may be because if you're running around because they're more of watery, lighter snacks. It's like, great, I'll give you chips. And they're usually organic chips or the organic Something healthy. gummies. Yeah. yeah. I'll give them the fun one after the fruit and vegetable. They've grown to love fruits and vegetables because it's, I don't buy anything else. So it's like, you, you're hungry, you're going to eat what I have. Yeah. And then after lunch, I kind of do the same thing. They'll either have a like one to two snacks depending, but always starting with a fruit or vegetable. And then 
another snack, like a, right. maybe a bowl of chips. Or and then or another snack. Homemade, and then another one. <laughs> homemade, homemade popcorn. No, well, actually, once I keep nagging, I'm like, sorry, you already had your snack. Unless yeah. I see you like running a mile, you're not That's hungry. It. You just want to munch. And yeah. so. I mean, and we all do. I mean, I I would love to just sit there and munch all day, but we know the consequences of that. So oh, we yeah. don't do it. But a kid, they totally don't know the consequences. I, I make smoothies for them. They love long. it. Yeah. I'll do the smoothies or I'll even make them a cup of tea. Cup of tea will stop them from asking yeah. for hunger. They yeah. get excited for that. That's awesome. That's great. All right. So when when days get crazy for you, what do you do to manage your sanity? Because of course, every day is not easy and every day is not fun. And sometimes there's just, the, they're not getting along. They don't want to do their homework. Sometimes we have to stop and just reset. What do you like to do? Okay. So for the crazy days, I would say my crazy days would be those days that I'm losing my temper. And usually it's because I'm on a deadline or I'm trying to get something done. Usually I've noticed when us parents yell or get mad, it's not really the child as much as they're becoming an inconvenience to our routine at that very moment. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have to catch myself. How frustrated am I getting? Not because, because they're not fighting, they're just loud or they're making noise or so I catch myself and I realize you're playing or you're singing and you're singing because right. you're happy, not because anything else. So if I feel like it's really getting to me, I literally drop everything and stop whatever I'm doing. And I just, I lay on the floor. Mm-hmm. They come to and me connect and with them. Yes. They hug me. I wrestle yes. with them and it becomes a, you know what? Let me just sit with you, be with you. I, I call yep. it filling their love tank. Yep. Once their love tank is so full, they are so happy that they had that time with me. They go off and do reading or playing quietly by themselves. And then I actually get more work done right after surrendering. So I kind of call it the, okay, I surrender, throw yes. myself to the floor. I, I learned I, that a long time ago that the more you connect, the more compliance you'll get from your child. So when they are acting out, they discipline is not the way to react to them, but more love is. And like, sometimes when my three-year-old's throwing a tantrum, my, my husband will joke to him and say, Jesse, quit acting like a three-year-old. Because I mean, that's how kids do to get their way. And instead of yelling about that tantrum, you get down and say, you want that snack or you want that candy. Mommy wants yeah. you to have that candy, but we can't have it right now. Man, 99% of the time, his whole body relaxes yeah. And I said, you can have it after dinner. And he's like, okay. They just want to know we are there for them and that we we hear them. And, yeah. Oh, it's, that's the big thing. Exactly. It makes the day go said. by so much better. It, it's, My daughter, it's she'll, have her, she'll have her tantrums and I come up to her and she thinks that I'm not listening. Exactly what you said. I say that line to her. I'm like, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I do. I, and I see your heart, but we're not going to do this. We don't have the time. So, and, but it makes, they just want to know to the relaxed. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's like a, it's like a switch. Yeah. So when they're home, we have the TV, we have the computer, social media. I know your kids are a little too young for social media, but how um, do you manage them watching TV in the home? Do you allow them to watch TV or only at certain times? So it's funny because we have a living room has no TV And then we have a bonus room where we do homeschooling. It's literally a bonus room. It has a little bit of everything in the space. Our our TV is in the fireplace. Oh. (laughs) Like literally. It's it's, not front and center, right? Yeah. No. So as a designer, I don't think it looks pretty to put the TV as the center of a room. 
I don't think it's attractive at all. So I literally put it's black and it's in the black hole of the fireplace. And so we I would I we would think that it. everyone listening to the podcast probably has a TV front and center. Um, I know. I, because, my apologies. No, but I think it's because that's what we're taught, right? That yeah. everything revolves around the TV. And the homes that don't have that are such beautiful, loving homes where all the kids sit on the couch. Now, some of these moms at homeschool have four, five, six, seven kids and no TV, but there's just, there is so many things to get to do that you don't have to get, but we're just so used to it, right? We're so used yeah. to the TV being there. So, yeah. Um, so the kids obviously watch it, but that's not there. They do. Yeah. They have it. So we have a couple things that I will allow because we do have our business and we do need moments where it's con- they're controlled. So we have certain apps like right now media is all Christian yes, videos. Right now media. And so, so we put those on, if I have a meeting, like somebody's coming to meet up with me at the house and we're in the living room sitting and having conversations, we will set them up with Bible stories or veggie tales or something where mm-hmm. whatever I put on, I want them to grow with. Yeah. And they, they know they're not allowed to ever watch anything mommy and daddy have never watched. So if there's a new cartoon series, my husband and I, if they really want to watch it because a friend has told them about it, we will stay up the night while they're asleep to watch it. And we'll make it our decision. Oh, well, that's commitment. It's... I don't know if I'll do that. Well, but we'll that's and great. then we'll read about it as well. But yeah. usually- Because sometimes it's... you can find reviews as well. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's a TV show, we won't commit to that. That's too much. We have yeah. things we have to do. But if it's a movie, and we have, we've seen certain movies where we're like, absolutely not, not at all am I showing this. And then we'll have- Even again, the we Disney don't... Channel. Yeah. Oh, not everything on there is appropriate. Which is why I tell them, if mommy hasn't seen it, you're yeah. not watching it. And- so they know, and we we don't make the rules in the house where it's like, no, you cannot. Right. We explain to them so they understand why. And so the biggest thing we share in the house is mommy's job is to protect your eyes, your ears, your heart, your mind. So whatever you see, you cannot unsee. Whatever you hear, you can never unhear. So I am trying to, at the right time for you to be able to hear yeah. information, it will be the right time for your heart to receive that information. Yeah. But in the meantime- And they're you know, young, so they, they're like, okay, mommy, <laughs> wait, well, wait till my they're son, 13. <laughs> yes. Well, my son, he's very analytical, so he gets it, cause yeah. and effect. Yeah. And so awesome. he, he respects that. My daughter's more the, okay, mommy. <laughs> my son's like, okay, yeah. I understand. And he'll have conversations with kids that are 10, 11 and explain to them as well like what I'm sharing with them as if he was a 10 year old. I can't unsee it. My mommy said, so I love it. And, and you know what, that'll, that will carry with him his whole life. I think if you were to say no TV, I think what happens is the kids get so curious sometimes where then they want it. So just a little bit, same thing. My, my son loves monster trucks and he'll watch little kids playing monster trucks. Doesn't bother me. He loves it. He knows all the monster truck names and it's, it's fun and it's engaging and it, it keeps them happy, but you know, yeah. all day long is not good. It's all in moderation, everyone. Says. Yeah, moderation. It's but all- we, we make sure the TV is always something, some form of education. Because yeah. he actually yeah. did get into, from a friend, watching those YouTube videos of kids playing with toys. And so I asked him, because it was driving me crazy watching it. I'm like, okay, are you having fun watching? Yeah. Are you playing with a toy? No. So are you really having fun? <laughs> and then I, so, so I asked my son, I'm like, baby, you know that they're making money because you're watching them. Them have fun. That they are having You're not fun. having fun. They are having you're, fun. Yeah. And you're you're zoning out like a zombie yeah. watching them. Can you grab your... T- He's creative loafing. 
Yes. I'm like, yes. I'm like, can you grab your toy car and you go do it yourself? Like, just go and play. And so I, because he is a boy of reasoning, it made sense to him. He's like, that is, that, that is dumb. I don't want to do that. And so, that's great. But he'll ask me for homeschool pop is a great YouTube video. Yes, homeschool pop. And Peekaboo Kids is educational with that little blue guy. Um, yeah. I don't know what he is, but my daughter likes to watch that. Yeah. So, so that'll the, be a little placeholder sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now the most important question I always like to ask is what do you want your kids to do after they graduate high school? Like everyone always says, what do you want your kids to be? Or they ask the kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? And obviously we all know what do you want to be means what job do you want to have? What career or occupation, which seems to be what everyone cares about. So what is your take on that? So it's funny. My mentor told, asked this question to my husband and it blew his mind and we've used it towards our family and everything we're learning from this couple, we're teaching our children, but they had asked my husband, how do you want to live? And so that's the question when, when my, when my son's like, I want to be a doctor in this, I'm like, baby, I don't care what you do. How do you want to live? Do you want to be serving a community as a police officer that's great. So then what you're doing is you are, you desire to serve a community, not be a police officer. So you could, that could be the job, but what if the job discontinues for you? You never know, especially in this day it's and age. Who so do you want to be internally? Not and how just, you want to live. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think school, government school, public school, They teach you to be something. This is, you know, when you get older to get a job and, but it doesn't, doesn't tell necessarily help you. How do you want to live? What do you want to become? What kind of dreams? What kind of passions? That is so powerful. I I think that is so great because we always, you know, everyone asks my son, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, you know, right now he wants to be superheroes or different things like that. Yeah. And you see as in it, as take a, that job. <laughs> I know as a child, th- that's what they see. They, it's something fun. And then as they get older, it's, you have to have a job. You need to know what you want to do. And it can become very stressful. It can yeah. Become very stressful on kids. Yeah. All right, right. So do you have any words of wisdom or anything that you'd like to share that you have learned on your homeschool journey? How long have you been homeschooling now? This year would actually be officially one year where, you know, you register him. And yeah. Everything, okay. Cause he's six. That, he's, you've, he's you've learned a lot since four. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've really have a lot of insight. I've been doing it for seven years and I'm telling you, you are like, you, you've done a great job. You've really mastered what homeschooling really is by allowing them and teaching them to be their own people to critical think and not just follow along and follow a leader, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I think one of the blessings for us, my husband and I, that allowed us to kind of be ahead of the game was working for so long with preteens. Uh, we have such a heart for preteens because it's such a hard age. And I would always tell my husband, it's like, nobody likes to teach that age range. It's like, it takes a very special person to be in that area because now they're no longer kids, They're but they're trying to identify who am I? what am I? Am I the athlete? Am I the, like the jock, the nerd, the musician, Mm -hmm. like they're putting a label on themselves. And through that, they become extreme. They're the extreme class clown. They're the extreme jock. They're the extreme nerd, like whatever label that they think needs to come. And I think my heart just went out to that age as what a difficult time. If you don't have the freedom to be encouraged to not be labeled, but discover like 
you know, you who don't you want to be, labeled. what your passions yeah. are. Yeah. And what, and what you want to contribute change. to the world. And it, it can could. also change. They could play softball for five years and then say, I don't want to play anymore. But exactly. if they knew that would make their parents upset, they would just continue to play it even though their heart isn't there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with that, because we had such a big heart with those kids that we would take care of, we would actually read books that parents usually read. So um, there's these two books that were great for boys and girls, like two different ones, same author. Um, one is called, I believe it's Boys on Edge and Girls Adrift. And it was just like, you know, we're raising children in a generation that no generation has ever raised kids where girls, they go for costumes for Halloween. And back then we had fun, cool costumes. And now it's all very sexy. And the girls are like, but I want that one. It's cool. But the boys get the cool ones. And if the girls don't get the sexy, cute ones, then it's not fun. And so you're seeing all this different, um, messages that are being pushed at our children and technology at their mm -hmm. hands. And, and they can't just be themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's like, they're being told, this is how you have to be. And it's like, wait, but I, I, I'm still trying to figure it out, but you're telling me what I have to be, but I want to figure it out. Yeah. And so it's, it's a really hard time for them. And so my husband and I did a lot of reading and helping out other parents, um, with so much love to these kids. Like if they were our own nephews and nieces. And I think that's why, but I would say to encourage, you're going to have some really good teen years because you're going to have, <laughs> you're going to already know a lot. You're going to already know a lot. That's great. <laughs> I'm happy you. for you. I have a 13 year old. I need some advice. <laughs> uh, I have good books that would help like just giving insight. But I think the biggest thing that has I went from being his best friend to just mom. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. I'm like, is everything, but he's annoying? 13, yeah, he's 13, 13, right? Everything. Get, get him, him men mentors that you trust that yeah. could invest in his life on because it's funny, girls, we learn when we become women. There's mm -hmm. a specific time in our life that tells us, hey, you're not a girl anymore. You're a woman. A boy doesn't have that time. It has to be the men teaching him, hey, you're a man. Yeah. And like taking them out, you know, tribes have these things that they will do with their boys, taking them on these camping trips or hiking or hunting. Yeah. I mean, still tribes in Alaska will still do it in Africa. Oh, yeah. I need to send my son on a... Yeah, hunting trip to Alaska that would really show him yeah. how wonderful but he has. They it over still here do it. Yeah, no, and the and the Jewish community they do the bar mitzvah. It's yeah. kind of their door opening of hey, you're a man. There's yeah. that. It they make it clear it's the time transition. to grow up. Yeah. So, um, but I think it's important. But I, I my son would probably moms. just think that's all annoying. It's yes. like, it's okay. We're going to give you the hard, tough yeah. love. It's, it's so funny. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, speaking with you today. You have shared so much insight. You're so passionate. So amazing. You're raising great kids. I'm sure they love you to death. And thank you so much for interviewing with me. And yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's been a great one. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, friend. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and reach more listeners who could benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, keep exploring and discovering new ways to make your homeschooling a fun and enjoyable experience. Happy homeschooling! Happy homeschooling!